You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. New chapter this morning in the battle against Ebola. Nickelback are back. The multi-platinum band has just announced a new album and a North American summer. Until you see the flaming butthole, you ain't seen nothing yet. Spooky, scary skeletons and shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will shock your soul and seal your doom tonight. Spooky, scary skeletons speak with such a screech. You'll shake and shudder in surprise when you hear these zombies shriek. All right, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the Something Good For You podcast, where the two of us sift through the bullshit to try to find a little something good to give you, and it is the Halloween special. Opening with the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, are we going to keep the uh, the Sanford and Son theme that, was, uh, oh, yeah, that just go. happened to? <laughs> <laughs> Happy Halloween! <laughs> Happy Halloween, dummies! <laughs> I'm Alex. This is Cap. And our two guests this year is the one and only Chris Morrison. Yep. And Quinn, both from the Cryptic Conspiracy Cult Podcast. What's going on? Yes, yes. <laughs> that's all we are. Just two guys I have no idea what's guests. going on. Yes. That's <laughs> yep, all we do. That's we have it. nothing else going on. Nope, nothing. We have no hobbies. In fact, that's all we do. We sleep under the table. Yes. <laughs> well, we would we would probably plug Collective and Sandy a little bit more if Mikey didn't have to, you know, work so late. It's the yeah. first Halloween episode we're having to do without Mikey. Kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got to get the muscles right. Exactly. <laughs> got to get them gains in the wallet right. Yeah. <laughs> Forever training. This. Muscles marinara, 2K24. <laughs> <laughs> but hell yeah, so we just wanted to get together. Uh, Quinn, this is the first time you've par- been part of any Halloween something good for you episode, so this will be pretty fun. To my um, knowledge, yes. <laughs> what do you mean to your knowledge? To my knowledge, yes. He was here in spirit last year is what he oh, said. Oh, shit. <laughs> What he's trying to get at it's Halloween. <laughs> so no, we'll wind up doing something a little different this year. Usually we um we've usually done like a little short story at the end. Like Mike, you'll write us a story, and then oh, Chris yeah. writes something. Morse for Jones, all that. The the X Files of <laughs> Morse for Jones. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's like I used to um kind of task them, being like, you know, all right, Halloween's coming up, write a short story, and then it eventually it devolved into Mikey was the alone writing stories. So, <laughs> and the story he wrote was very close to the combination of Tales from the Hood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like some weird uh, fucking uh, robot chicken episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, your microphone keeps cutting out. Oh boy. That's no bueno. No, but we'll no. figure it out. I'm listening to it as it's happening, so I'll keep an eye on it. There's a reason this was the backup mic. It's not your headphones. <laughs> right. But I've only just started watching uh, horror movies this week, too. Like, uh, yeah. I watched uh, the new Hellraiser. God, that was good. Last night. I liked it. I liked it a lot. They kind of, It's one of those like horror movie remakes where they just go for it. Yeah. Kind of like how the Evil Dead remake was and how yeah. that uh, one Texas Chainsaw movie was. Yeah. Where they're just like, you know what? It's like, this is going to be high definition, just hyper violence. Yeah, they did like, a, it was a whole retelling of the story. They actually went closer to the book on certain parts. Right. Where it was a female lead instead of Doug Bradley. Right. Uh, and they said the line uh, from uh, the original uh, what was it? Uh, we got shite. Uh, we got such sights to show you. Yes. And I was like, hey, they said the line. But they, <laughs> same thing <laughs> that happened with me when I was watching Prey. They, hey, they, they said, said the line. They said the thing. They, they said, said the, the thing. thing I like. Yes. It's like you know how their thing is like uh, you have to feel like every sensation. You will feel every sensation. You know, just short of death. Well, they kind of go for it on this too. 
Jesus yeah, Christ. And it's yeah. like just a word game to just to fuck you over when you finally figure everything out. Right. I the Hellraiser film, so I still Oh, do you want love? It. We'll give you all the love you like. In, in, the, in the form of love we are, are needle dildos. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> One guy, he was just like, he just wanted sensation. He just wanted to feel something new. And so they put this machine in his back yeah. that just pulled on every nerve ending. Yeah, and, and it's just like God damn. To the rough. point, to the point of like you know, just before numbness, so he felt yeah. every bit of it. So it, that's kind of the tone of this movie. Yeah, and he couldn't get like, you know, like when you get like a one pain, you kind of get used to it. Nah, it would just ramp up and ramp up and ramp up, and he just couldn't get used to it because he had basically had like a giant machine coming in and out of his chest and back. Yeah, that was fucking rough to watch. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jeez. the very, in the very end, he kind of gets what he wishes for, but. Yeah. It's, 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 if, if you guys give it a chance, it's, it's worth the watch. Yeah, they show me kind of like. Have you seen uh, you've seen Hellraiser, right? I was gonna say nope. That was one of them I did not watch as a kid. It's pretty. The concept of like the the hyperviolence is fucking wild. It's like you know you feel yeah. every sensation. Yeah. That's just kind of what sticks with you. Where it's like ugh. And even I was like uh, like as much as I love you know horror novels i was like i was kind of surprised when i found out that it was listed as a young adult novel oh my god oh no like, like <laughs> no. it's literally about the cinnabites showing up to terrorize this teenage girl i'm just like yeah this isn't hunger games motherfucker this is <laughs> this is a game that's gonna fuck your face <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, and then rip it out or and then rip fold it, out. it. <laughs> and fold it and just bid you over <laughs> yeah god no, oh, Woo! no that, that, i don't know though that was that that's was a, a series i could movie. never really get behind too much it's it's more of a niche yeah. kind of franchise for some yeah. horror fans it's one of those ones where and also the directors didn't do it kindness no. uh, following the third film at least in my opinion the third film was where it started getting cheesy he had a little bit in New York and the yeah. Yeah, the, the CD Cinebite and that's actually filmed here in Concord or not Concord Conover yeah. oh okay yep. yeah. how, I forget how many of them there are aren't there like five or six uh, one two three four nine yeah. fuck <laughs> there are nine counting this one this would be the ninth one damn no, but something that actually impressed me that uh, I feel like, again, only two of us at the table have seen was uh, Werewolf by Night, the new uh, Marvel special uh, like special presentation or whatever. Yeah, they did, it, they did it, and that was fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and there's there's not really much to do like a full episode on, mainly because it was just really a love letter to those classic universal horror movies. I was about to ask, because I don't know anything about like the Marvel version of the werewolf. If it, uh, they, kinda... kept it, they kept it the same as the regular old, old school universal tale. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even the look of the werewolf, they didn't go like, you know, super wolf face and everything. It, it, it really wasn't like was the howling or anything like that. I was about no, to ask if it they, was CGI or if they tried to do all, the uh, Rick many, Baker shit. As many things as they could do practically, they did practically. Okay. It's very much a out. love letter to the classic Universal films. And by the same token, it kind of works as a mystery film because they said that this ties into what's going to move forward with the MCU. Yet, it answers nothing. All right, so it just kind of works as its own standalone. It works as its own standalone, but there are certain little things that you'll notice. Like, it's not even a spoiler. If you look close enough in the trailers, you see it a lot. Like, it's very much set in like that classic, you know, kind of Victorian kind of look. That's yet, cool. Yet, there are TVA agents with modern-looking zapper sticks. Okay. And stuff like that. It's that thing where like uh, Marvel tries to keep it, you know, as grounded as possible. Mm-hmm. Too. And then, and then there's a major thing that, not really major, but like something that happens at the end that even Chris and I were like, "Oh, I wonder if this really means something." 
and then they don't they still don't answer it by the end and i've listened to a few like you know reviewer videos and you know last minute podcasters that post stuff like this you know as it happens no one's really been able to decipher quite what it means yet and what the whole thing to the overarching means but there's a lot of stuff pointing toward blade oh cool mm-hmm. so we got a werewolf and a vampire and uh yeah we got two vampires blade and the morbius was yeah. that yeah. part well, of the whole Mor- morbius is sony we're, we're not going to count morbius oh, okay but in the, <laughs> it's, uh, just, it's not morbid it's basically time. the jared leto biography <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you're selling yeah. It. you're selling it yeah exactly. it's on <laughs> netflix now i think well i'll say people who are like big supernatural fans would probably love the shit out of that movie oh okay. yeah which one uh, werewolf by night oh, okay i'm sitting here going i was like are we really talking morbius but yeah no werewolf by night was very surprisingly good oh and fun fact again it's in the trailer not a spoiler uh you see the transformation scene via silhouette at one point like you see like a uh, shadow yeah okay. so you, you see um uh, a lady kind of backed up against the cage really making a frightened face and it's just a one shot and you see like a flashing light silhouette happening like behind her meaning what she's seeing in front of her and you see the transformation that was not cgi that was actually people in front of yeah. a light doing a one take thing so they put a lot oh, of passion cool. and like classic camera trickery to work with some stuff there's plenty of cgi do not get me wrong there's there's a whole cgi character that shows up right but as much as they could do practically they did and it looks good because go, those uh everybody over there is probably like a film you know nerd uh nerd as well i mean they'll hire like you know i guess you know uh more artsy directors like that kind of thing which is what horror is and oh, that's yeah. one of my yeah, favorite yeah. things about those old uh like the howlings and the werewolves of london yeah. and those transformation scenes so i'm cur- i'm very curious to see it in this movie now too yeah, yeah they so they don't physically it's like what would they have shown you know in the that we early days yeah what well that hasn't been you know uh what can we show that is as cool as like the howling or something like yeah, that so they actually opted to not show any physical scenes of him transforming but i like that they, idea though. they showed a lot of silhouettes and like flashing lights and like that suspenseful you know classic universal you know thunder strikes that kind of thing they really use that sort of editing style to their advantage and it was just really fun i'll probably watch that this week then too it's surprisingly brutal for a marvel thing like i started thinking about it afterward me and him were sitting here watching and there were a few kill scenes and it's like see that was overdone (laughs) yeah even chris (laughs) was was like like, that's that's a mortal Kombat fucking ending like it's Yeah, oh, like it's, like, a style. <laughs> it's like god damn yeah there's it's like, like a fatality or oh, some yeah. bad, bad get over here type shit yeah, like, really. again, you, you kind of take that step back and remember this is disney and you go and then i watched because as soon as i finished that i'm just like well we gotta watch hellraiser click yeah and just like, those, <laughs> those fatalities nah fuck werewolf by night <laughs> oh yeah werewolf by night is still absolutely kid but like piano wire this motherfucker to death <laughs> yeah but, for real <laughs> but again not a spoiler because you don't know how it happens but at one point you see a sword go through a motherfucker's face and they like stay on it yeah and so it's just like wow coming from a disney franchise that's still kind of surprising i, I mean yeah. once you uh have uh, john lennon saying fuck on your documentary then you can just do whatever you want <laughs> that, damn right. that gave the green right. light that gave the green there's a light. lot of fucks in that Beatles doc. <laughs> I still, I don't know. As much as I like the Beatles, I still don't know if I want it. It's, it's the same thing about Dahmer. Props to you guys for doing that review on Couch Potatoes. I did not want to sit down for 10 
hours of that. It was like, good God Almighty. And they you slowly know. unwrapped it as he went through the series. No, that's what just, got me. Well, see, I was excited when <sighs> I heard it was it was going to be a series. I'm like, okay, cool, two or three parter, whatever. I'll sit through that. What eight or ten episodes? Ten episodes. No, I, I, there was no way I could do it. it it's a lot too uh, to take in because they really don't. In my opinion, it would have been done better if they had consulted the victims' families. And that's that's what we were I was hearing about that. They changed the names of people, like, looking at it. From a perspective, from that perspective, it's awful. From, like, a perspective of being kind of a artsy film, yeah, it kind of told the story in a proper way, didn't glorify the person, instead focused on uh, the actions of what it did to the community. Yeah, I was gonna say, it definitely seemed like, yeah, well, the last, from all the accounts, they're not glorifying them. The last, last two or three episodes, especially episode, I think, Separate Cassandra, <laughs> is the one they really focus on um, the, the victims more than any other any other series really did. Yeah. And I don't, I, I kind of disagree. I think they shouldn't do the victims' family names. Like, I really think so. Unless they're making a fictionalized movie based on the actual events, then yeah. But I think that it's important to keep the real names in there. But I mean, you, you think of something like even with uh, like a lot of crime movies, they just change the name slightly. Mm-hmm. But it's like people still figure out who they're talking about. Yeah. And That's we mentioned just, it, we mentioned it during the podcast, but uh, they only show one neighbor instead of the two neighbors. Yeah, so, Pamela so, Bass. Yeah, and, uh, so they kind of leave her out of it, and they kind of let like we see one vic like we see about two or three victims more personalized. Yeah, out of the seventeen that were killed, so you do you know you're you're throwing up three to save the other 14 you know should try to not it's not really for effect either it's kind of make it more personable to make hey, man he's killing a person yeah. as opposed to some of these horror biopics and stuff like that where it's just this hacking and slashing through faceless people with no names i think it's important to keep mm-hmm. the names especially yeah. the fellow with the deaf the the, the deaf guy um yeah when we see me. his story because he's actually it is kind of a fucked up situation like we talk about it in the podcast like he kind of went to Milwaukee as a necessity for safety and mm-hmm. still got killed. Yeah. Yep. Because where his town, the little town he was from, his buddy got killed for being gay. And he's like, well, they're a little bit more understanding in Milwaukee. They're a little bit more liberal because it's a city. And he still ended up getting got. And it's like, fuck. <laughs> fuck. In the worst fucking way possible, too. And he was yeah. such a good kid. Like, his family was awesome, too. That's yeah, like, what got it, me. And we are talking about it the other day. It's like a, like a reflection on Milwaukee at the time, too far as like you know police uh treatment of the situation yeah, and stuff like yeah, that no the mpd did nothing to help anybody they, they didn't care they had no oh, care they helped, they helped Dahmer. oh they yeah they yeah. fed a kid to him yep <laughs> pretty much so if you guys want to hear on that definitely check out the couch potatoes feed that'll be a fun listen as we're, we're recording the halloween special here a little bit ahead of time i've not had a chance to fully listen to y'all's review yet so yeah. i still got to do that it's edited together i just hadn't listened to it yet but no, so fear we are get to get together and play a little game this time around. We might play a few rounds. We got a decent amount of time to fill up here. Yeah. Um, but like I said, usually we do story time. So let's change it up. We've we've done horror Jeopardy extra episodes before, but this time we're going to focus on it being strictly this game. After Chris rigged the last mini game I had. Yeah. <laughs> You so rigged that fucking thing. Wait, but the problem was it should have just been me and you. <laughs> <laughs> so since you yeah. mentioned game, is this where the Merv Griffin game music starts playing? Yeah, or? yeah. yeah. Is that... <laughs> yeah no, I'll, I'll throw in some horror game music right here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
what's the name of this game here? That's the hard part. <laughs> yeah. That's the, the hard part. That's the hard part. The rule, making a game is easy as shit. It's the name in the game. Yeah. Hard. It's kind of like coming up with a name for a band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, uh, no, that everybody doesn't hate. <laughs> it's the horror producer game. Horror or, producer game. Otherwise known as Merrimax. <laughs> oh, okay. Or New Line Cinema, the game. <laughs> there we Where we go. make terrible movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, Gwen just now got the joke. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, no, I'm thinking about doing all this now. Oh, oh, oh. Holy oh. Shit, no, we can license, be bad. No, we can license all that. It's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, in front of you, you guys have uh, four fictional characters from horror and two real, very real killers some would say too real yeah too real uh and we play we're actually taking from another game alice cooper's horror box which was a nice little uh gift someone gave me uh but what we'll be doing we'll be playing a game similar to uh, a game cap introduced us to uh, business walrus yeah where uh, the name of the game is one person is chosen after every uh every round uh to judge your creations. And it's kind of like Shark Tank, where you pitch an idea as a, a salesman to yep. uh, to an investor, a business walrus, if you yep. will. So with this, are we necessarily having to come up with dialogue and everything, or are we just coming no. up with a general we're, we're just basically running a pitch. That's what we're doing. Running a pitch for a movie idea. And All right, keep how it. long do we have again? I'm sorry. Uh, we're not going to tie, but I'll just tell you when to shut the fuck up. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> or, the, or the producer, rather, Yeah, will. the producer will tell you to shut the fuck up. Yeah. I am Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to oh, go there. Dude. <laughs> I'm the real horror. <laughs> All right, no. if we have to stick with the Miramax... Hey, kids, I'm Kevin Smith. <laughs> As I Jesus. fuck up Chris's mic. It's just, it's the two I'm not sold polar on, opposites I'm not sold of the on, movie industry on. right there. Yeah, it's it two, is. Two As two Harvey Weinstein, opposites. I'm just going to keep saying I'm not sold on it until I see it in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> until you see the uh, the whole movie reviews. Yeah, I see people screaming for it. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> All right, well, but, how do uh, we get rolling here? There, uh, there are uh, deck in front of you. These are... Uh, kind of pitch helpers uh everyone draws seven cards from the deck and you can pick and choose these keep in mind you can pick the killer horror character whatever card you want you only need one just pitch me idea involving some random card that you have uh you should have seven each seven thank you we'll start clockwise to begin with this is gonna be a, another fun one to edit isn't it yeah. yeah, I was going to say, let, let's also not spend way too much time with dead air. I, I might have a little bit of background of, like, creepy noises and shit, but at the same time, yeah. I don't mind doing a little bit of chopping up here, but let, let, let's keep it flowing. <laughs> and, 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 if we're, and if we're not doing anything, let's not have too much dead air. This is a podcast, after all. Let's not lose our listeners. There's just so much to read. Oh, yeah. I know. That's why, like, right now, so that's totally read. fine. This, yeah. is our, this is our getting everything together, all of this conversation is probably going to be cut <laughs> but yeah just just producer note we'll, we'll, we'll keep it tight also the font on this like chris was saying it's very thin yeah yeah the font on these cards aren't well they're fine he like said these font. are helper cards correct yep. yeah okay. so so with the helper cards we'll have to use one one per round and we'll have to use that as like our um, you pair it with one of your killers and you pitch me an idea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then after you use it, you draw another card. Yeah. All right. Unlike uh, Business Walrus, we will not use a producer card. <laughs> really? No. Okay. No, because that would be cruel. <laughs> <laughs> 
Alright, so um, who's going to start? You're going to start and kind of so let us uh, give you pitches? Yeah, or yeah I'll be the producer. Alright, you'll be the producer first. Alright, well then. By the way, we do have the window open, so we're going to have a mixed bag of background noises. We're going to have creaking no doors and shit and organs in the background, and all of a sudden you're also going to hear... <laughs> you might that hear, car you might alarms. Hear, you might hear Russ walking up to the door and be like, hey. <laughs> yeah, Y'all talking about Kiss? We may, have, we, we, we may have a climbing through the window. We may have a barbecue outside. Alright, I think I might have mine. Okay. So. Oh, fuck. Trying to think of a pitch on these is a little bit harder, especially trying to be funny with it, because I'm trying to kick it off in a funny way, and I've got feels like these two work together so now I'm just trying to formulate a pitch that might work um, I think I got one Chris who else would you trust with your taxes the Jews <laughs> All right, right out in the open with it, goddamn. <laughs> hey, careful, man! Don't lean too far forward. You, you copy of mine come if I fall out of your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Keep the fucking pasta out your pocket, son. <laughs> it's the only reason these jokes are allowed this episode. <laughs> uh, but I feel like you would trust someone that is immortal. Yeah, sure. Someone that's been around the block a year or two, and someone that can tell you, even if you kill a time or two, that it's not going to be too bad on your tax return. I present to you Dracula, the immortal tax auditor, <laughs> in which he will go through your files, and in fact, not only just through your files, he's going to go through your entire ancestry, <laughs> because he's known them that long, and he's going to be like, oh yes, I remember, your great, 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 granduncle did the same thing. I was about to ask if we could get an infomercial on Dracula uh, text collect. <laughs> Take it from me, someone that knows a thing or two. And now he just sounds Italian. Yeah, I can't do. Yeah, I can't. Still, you're still going from Eastern Europe. <laughs> I can't hold it. I can't hold it. I, I want to see Italian Dracula. Call the one eight. Call the one eight hundred Dracula. Sicilian Dracula. Sicilian Dracula. It's me, Dracula. Sicilian Dracula. Italian Dracula, he's totally at at odds because um, he loves garlic. Yes, he, <laughs> he loves garlic. Can't fucking eat it, but damn, does he love it? He's like a dog with chocolate. As soon as he sees it, he's just on it. And the best part is, he's a daywalker. <laughs> he can meet you at any hour of the night or any point of the day. All right, doesn't so, sleep. So, so, so that's mine. Dracula, the immortal tax elder. Uh, another final thing to this: uh, one person can ask one person one question about their pitch. That's it. Okay. Okay. So, after everyone's done, then the questions fly. All right. Anyone have any questions about Dracula? Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll wait till everybody gets done. Then, oh, oh, oh. Okay, we'll, okay, okay. Then we'll Got nitpick it. everyone okay. to death. Got it. <laughs> I have one. Go ahead. Oh, right, right now, or are you going to wait yeah, till yeah. the end? No, go ahead. What's oh, your, no, what's for your my uh, pitch. pitch. Okay. I got the trailer for you. Oh, oh. yeah. Put in the voice. Yes. In a uh, world. In a world. <laughs> <laughs> In a world where universes combine. Okay. <laughs> Side note, he did the fucking two V's together thing when he said the two worlds combine. In a world where people sizzle. <laughs> 
one one man, another man. No. Oh. <laughs> Which streaming service you try to pitch, sir? <laughs> Disney ain't too cool on this shit. <laughs> Um, let's see. Uh, Pamela Voorhees Ooh, okay. is is in trouble with the law. Oh, oh shit! Okay. She faces the trial of her life for rip for uh, killing just reckless kids that were uh, okay. <laughs> on her property. For uh, the best defense in town, she only has one option to turn to. Welcome to prime time, bitch. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> this summer, <laughs> uh, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Man, I tell you what, this poor lady is innocent. I tell you what, (laughs) Freddy Krueger, attorney at law. Bravo! (laughs) Bravo! Bringing the heat! (laughs) So, yeah, I got my cast ready to go. We've got uh, a a storyline that never fails. We're crossing universes. We're trying to, we're putting butts in seats. Putting asses in seats, motherfuckers. Yes, give me uh, five million dollars, because that's all you need to make a <laughs> Freddy movie. movie. That's a little high for a horror movie, but okay. Now this this isn't just a horror movie. This is a crime drama movie. But is it a? F- Never mind. Hold on. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, that's good. I was gonna say no, you, I had a question, but I couldn't use that. So it's uh, the budget we need is just Matthew McConaughey, and we're just gonna hire local okay. for the rest of the cast. Gotcha. You're gonna get a, a method actor or an actual child rapist to play Freddy Krueger. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, this is it. Looks kind of slim. We're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna hire the guy that played Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh okay. It's <laughs> a hollow case. Yeah, yes. Boner. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that guy's like, you know, he's fresh off the scene, but he's a rising star. We can afford him. Yeah. You need to get the guy to play Dahmer's dad to be the judge. <laughs> oh, he's a, a what? Shut the fuck up! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Who, what is he? Well, Pamela Voorhees. Oh, yeah. We'd have to. Mm, my first thought was uh, Kathy Bates. Uh, yeah. But Kathy Bates is kind of expensive, I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you just pitched the idea of what Friday the 13th would have ended. Is <laughs> just a woman on trial for killing teenagers? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll just kind of like. Like, you know, the whole movie is him getting inside the uh, uh, the jury members' minds. Oh, okay. All right, okay. It's a cool. version of Inception. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, Quinn, what you got? Not guilty, bitch. Yes, you got one. <laughs> Do you got one? <sighs> I was not dealt very good cards. <laughs> <laughs> hey, preaching to the choir, buddy. You got to <laughs> work with what you're dealt. I'm trying to think of the best way for this to go. All right. All right. So, picture, if you will, Ed Gein. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Plainsview, Wisconsin, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. The uh, the butcher of Plainfield. Mm, yeah. Plainfield. Um, picture Ed Gein by daytime leather worker. Okay. Let's just let's soften the blow a little bit. Leather worker, all right? Hard, exotic hard, leather. Hard, exotic, leather. <laughs> exotic leather, you know? Exotic leather. Like uh, Ed King's exotic leather. He does that by day, but by night, by night, nighttime, he's not killing people physically. He's killing them with his comedy down at the fucking club. Great <laughs> oh! The Adam Sandler. No, not the Well, you know what? Let's just make him like multi-million dollar. The Adam Sandler of killing people. Okay. <laughs> In both ways, shape, and form. <laughs> but it's like, you don't find out till much later on, till the end of the film. Oh, so this mm. is the Joker. 
The Joker, but like in plain sight. So take like a little bit of Ted Bundy and throw that in there. Mm. Oh, okay, all right, all right. Is he? Is he? How is he funny? Is he Rita Rudner funny? Is he Don Rickles funny? <laughs> is he ha ha funny? Or is he funny mean? Is he funny like a clown? You think he's gotta I'm a clown? be mean. You think I'm fucking funny? <laughs> he's gotta be mean. He's gotta be unhinged like that too. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he's Joe Pesci funny. <laughs> not, not, not outright with the whole accent, but like hysterical. He like on stage, fucking funny. He's like a George Carlin type, but he's also like George Carlin meets Lisa Lampanelli. Sometimes oh. he'll get one too many drinks in him, he'll just fucking just yeah. unleash hell on somebody. But not like deadpan, like uh, Stephen Wright or no, anything. No, no. Oh, okay. No. Alright, alright. Dead pain would be too much more like a, a fucking like Ed Kemper. That would be like <laughs> Ed Kemper's delivery <laughs> if he was a comedian. <laughs> alright, guys. Uh, I said start, laugh. Start with Alex. You get one question to any guys. Uh, Cap. Yes. Is your movie franchisable? Mm, well, Meaning, like, can we do sequels? How, how much can we actually throw the marketing team behind this? See, you could do a different client for Freddy Krueger, attorney of law, played by Matthew McConaughey, for a cr- not only through, say, other universal monsters, but maybe he could have, like, you know, we could uh, uh, cross-pollinate with, you know, Pinhead, or like the, uh, you know... But but if we're, but if this is going to be anything like She-Hulk, mm. what we're seeing that this is not going to be a good return, sir. But you can choose. <laughs> <laughs> Chris just looked up at me with a goddamn. <laughs> all I can say this is this is Werewolf by Night all over again. God damn, you I feel like son of a bitch. I feel like I'm watching two of like a, a producer execs like coming to a meeting with him about his movie pitch and like Chris is trying not to say anything and he's just writing shit on the notepad Alex said that and he just scribbled a little like Jesus fucking Christ <laughs> dude how about I fuck your dog Peterson what? <laughs> I don't know man there's a lot but you could, there's a lot you could do with uh, multiple franchises of horror with uh, Freddy Krueger just being like an absurd fucking uh, real life professional <laughs> You know, but okay. Can we get Judge Judy at least? Oh man, you can get. I can get you Judge Judy uh, tomorrow. No, I want Judge Joe Brown. Oh, mm. actually, no. I want uh, Judge Jerry. Oh God, we can get Jerry Springer. <laughs> <laughs> Judge Jerry. That's okay, a real thing, you. by the way. Yes. Get the fuck out of here. No, I won't. No, but that is a real thing. No, no I'm just. I'm <laughs> you know what? I will tack on my own personal budget to add to the movie budget to get Gary Busey. The pet judge don't, don't, as our judge. Don't can we flex. Get, Everyone can, has twenty dollars. Hey, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. We'll trade you. We'll trade you Gary Busey for Jake Busey. He hasn't done anything in a while. This could be his comeback film. You know why? Because Gary Busey draws love and butts and seats. Yeah, but Jake Busey plays crazy better than his own father, who is fucking crazy. <laughs> I don't know, man. Do you have acronyms for everything? <laughs> like Gary Busey does? Because he does. Well, damn it, if the All government right. does, All right, he Cap. should too. All right, Cap, you got a question for any one of these guys? Uh, yes, Alex. Yes. Who plays Dracula? 
to be completely honest, I feel like that... Zac Efron. <laughs> as Ted Bundy. As Dracula. As Dracula. Wow. I was going to... the original fucking horror one. I was, I was thinking about it, and someone that I feel that would have the right kind of range, that would have the right kind of delivery, because you have to think about this. This is not going to be your traditional horror film. This is going to be, you know, scary with a touch of comedy, you know, a little bit of slice of life. And who else that can provide a bit of odd, quirky slice of life than Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds as a sassy tax auditing Dracula. I have more now I have more questions. <laughs> well you only get the one See you damn you're not gonna have that. <laughs> Alright, Quinn, uh you've been you have a question for any for one of these chuckleheads. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'm good. I think they've they've taken any of my questions at this point. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Alright, that's producer. It's going to be hard to do. I got Dracula, Tax Auditor, Freddy, <laughs> Attorney at Law, and Ed Gein in a wholesome sitcom about leatherworking and comedy. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I picture the Ed Gein one more like Home Improvement. You're <laughs> 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 Just doing yeah. crafts with his family. Uh-huh. The dead bodies he calls his family. And then he's just killing it at, fucking, <laughs> at the Laugh Factory. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> Women, right? Killing them softly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I gotta go with Freddie Attorney at Law. Woo! Nice, good just job, because Cap. that's the, yeah. that, that right there is that's just genius. solid. <laughs> so we have to toss out both our character and cards. Yes. All right. Yoink. Goodbye. All right. Who's next? Uh, which, which direction we going? Uh, we'll go clockwise. All right. Keep it simple, like Monopoly. All right. Uh, I'm the new producer. Take your, yeah, yeah. Take your yeah. You're the new producer. You need to make a oh, mark for yours you. too. Yeah. Put an M. <laughs> Chris has the scorecard. Damn you! This fucking card keeps sliding away from me. <laughs> it's not right. Well, quick round table. Uh, figure. Okay, here we go. We'll have little questions in between as we're all trying to figure out uh, favorite horror movie so far this season. Uh, I mean, I've only because it changes every year. Everyone yeah. has favorites every year. I really wanted to go see Evil Dead when it was playing over at uh, one of the local theaters here but it was like during work hours uh, so I would have gone to it uh, I love that movie so much that I would really wanted to go see it in a movie theater but I couldn't so I'd probably put Evil Dead 2 up there nice as far as like new ones probably this uh, that have come out this year uh, definitely this new Hellraiser so far hell yeah what about you Chris I don't know. Hellraiser really topped it off for me so far for October. Yeah. I went back and watched uh, Midnight Mass. That's always a clip. Uh, Midnight cool. ass. Midnight ass. I watched ass. that one. <laughs> it's there's a full a moon, there's baby. A, there's a priest in there. <laughs> yeah, there is. <laughs> <laughs> this is the church. This is the steeple. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> About you, Quinn. What you mean? <laughs> <laughs> he was buried in his cards. Thinking, I was just asking if you've had a, what's your favorite horror movie so far this season. I haven't really, uh, haven't really been watching a lot of horror. Strangely enough, yeah. I mean, I just go back to the classics when it comes to the horror movies. You know, Exorcist, uh, Hellraiser, of course. I still gotta watch the series. That's what I've been meaning to do. The what? I still have to watch the series. That's what I've been meaning to do. Uh-oh. That and Snowfall. That's yeah. another series I gotta watch. I watch a lot of like crime stuff. So it's like I used to watch Halloween shit all the fucking time. Yeah, or so any it's just movies. any time. It's unlocking those repressed memories. <laughs> I got all too much room for useless facts. So they kind of get pushed to the back of the fucking line. <laughs> we forget they even exist, you know? 
Oh, you weren't here for your meal. Well, that sucks for you. I forgot you were even fucking here. No! Cold-blooded. You have a great day. Can Hope we... the hunger doesn't keep you awake. I have a question for the producer, uh, or for the uh, uh, executive producer. Mm. Um, <laughs> overriding me already? God damn! Is this a rules question? Uh, yes, actually. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, can we use two killers for one story? I don't see why not. We got an extra. Okay. Hell to the kid. Alright. <laughs> I love how you just fucking sidestep me immediately. You're just like, oh, the president. I mean, well, the executive producer. You mean the president of the company. I'm sitting, <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting here going, like, who is, like, there's, like, who, who the producer's pitch to? I guess the head of the studio over here. <laughs> Alright, anyone got a pitch? I'm still kind of working on mine. Okay. Chris, you got anything? I was going to try to attempt to go blind. Oh, really? Let's see how good I can get it. All right. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, I got a horror movie. A okay. straight-up horror movie. All right. You thought they were gone, but he's back. Rising from the grave from 95 comes Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, shit! <laughs> with his new friend and new mentor, the little puppet from Saul. <laughs> no! The fucking killing machine. <laughs> we really take it a bite out of crime, if you know what I mean. Oh, oh God! <laughs> no! And no. they're on the hunt for the weak who need to be taught a lesson about need to be better and Jeffrey Dahmer's there to eat the evidence. <laughs> it's a victimless crime. If you eat the victim. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Instead of Starsky and Hutch, yes. it's a bone and saw. <laughs> you gotta get that Vice City music on it. Yeah, yeah really. And I ran. Oh god! What, what's the what's the name of your movie, Chris? Bone and Saw. Bone and Saw. Bone and Saw. Is it just a buddy? It's comedy? a buddy cop horror flick where they go after just innocent people. Really. <laughs> no, no guilty people. No, no. These are these are terrible cops. So they just go cross country kill the motherfuckers. They're terrible cops. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. Evan Peters as the little puppet. <laughs> And John Belushi as Jomer. <laughs> <laughs> that broke Quinn. <laughs> oh, all right, here, let's see. Hmm. You got one, or is Cap want to go? I think I, I can uh, rip as I go along here. All right, what you got, Cap? Two guys. Uh, two guys work at the same store. Oh, close. Kind of, but it's, but but it's BTK and John Wayne Gacy. Oh shit! Oh my god! BTK walks in. It's like oh, I'm not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> you think I was supposed to be here? I've been here all fucking night. But John Wayne Gacy's just like, look at all this porn that I got. It's like those are that's all like children. I know, right? <laughs> this summer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that got a little dark, didn't it? No, that was good. That was good. Don't question yourself. Dude, I can literally see just BTK like, what the fuck is this? And it's rubbing his finger on the fucking counter. I really fucking hate this. I'll be back. I'll be back. I'm going to the back. I'll be back. This gas station uh, clerk is not going to take 
any shit from his co-worker. You better watch your ass. <laughs> yeah, can I get a pack of Marlboros and then a body fall through the fucking ceiling? <laughs> <laughs> Ignore that. Ignore that. What are you saying? You sure you don't want an RC Coke? Is that Casey? I got some jokes for you. The guy why do you only have RC Cola? <laughs> Shut the fuck up, that's why. Casey, <laughs> Casey, did you kill the guy in the bathroom? Oh. Oh, damn it. Nah, I just was... cleaned in there. <laughs> and he just slowly puts the stocking back over his face and the thing around his neck and just starts whacking it while he's cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be a lot to clean. Yeah. This fall. <laughs> so are you... Say, are you buying torture kill? No. <laughs> I'm baking tomato ketchup. <laughs> Just Casey, instead of BTK, how about you bring the KFC? <laughs> BTKFC, motherfucker. Bring the KFC. <laughs> Don't you want to know what it means to me? <laughs> this is the story of a girl. We were chopping all over the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, we don't like girls. We could definitely get that Fountains of Wayne fucking. Yeah. <laughs> Stacy's mom has got it going. BT Gay and John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> Not your average clerks. <laughs> Victims of circumstance. <laughs> ah, shut up. <laughs> Actually did that on us. Uh, it's kind of like the, I t- kind of like took the idea from South Park. Yeah, where they did the that's Three Stooges. Yeah. Oh God, we're victims of circumstance. <laughs> <laughs> Say, I'll murder you. And, like the slapstick just gets violently out of hand. But All yeah, right. that's uh, that's my uh, clerk's take with uh, serial killers. Okay, so I got I got one that actually I feel like would work best. Okay. So, Google Home. Home security. We trust our security systems to protect us fully. But what would protect us better than a best friend? A man from yesteryear comes into the life of a family of four and realizes what he was truly missing in his life was family. This summer, H.H. Holmes is coming to you. You know I can make money too. I took an accounting course when I was still alive. What's your way of making money? Well, we're going to have to use the garage, so we're going to have to take care of that Cadillac pretty freaking quick. <laughs> I just see, like, the, this is a pitch bitty for a product. <laughs> it's like, it shapes homes and homes. <laughs> homes in your home. Yeah, homes in oh, your home. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. Like a meet and greet. 4-H. Yes. It's 4-H. Homes 4-H. In homes. 4-H. <laughs> it's a security system. Karen, I took care of that dog. <laughs> You're damn right. Yes. I was picturing H H H Holmes as like a an agricultural like you know 4H yeah. <laughs> counselor. You just, you just need instead of saying, "Hey Alexa, hey H H, how whole, do I get rid of this stain?" Well, first of all, you dig a hole and then you bury no, it. No, no. Here's the thing. It's like he's gonna be teaching you. It's gonna be like instructional type of shit too how to wash off the bones sell the bones off to the mm-hmm. local college on the street <laughs> hey man i found this shit with some nice jewelry on it you want the jewelry but what's <laughs> caused him to do this though what what's his ultimate plan we're, we're gonna do something kind of like a uh a, a freak accident type of thing something like treehouse of horror vein where it's like or fallen would be a, gr- a great example where he takes over the security <laughs> system and he can be transferred to the- yes <laughs> Yes. Yes. 
<laughs> All right. Because so I'm sitting here going, I'm like, I'm sold, but why is he doing it? Like, I like the setup. He realizes then... what he was missing in life was a family. He never oh. had anybody. He just lived by himself. And so, then he's like a Robin Williams-esque character that learns the importance of friendship and family. So, and this, is, so this is an ABC Family original. ABC Family original. <laughs> but it's going to oh. be... We're working on a deal with Hallmark right gotcha. now, so okay. we got our options open. Okay, understood. Oh, understood. I have understood. a title, so I want to pitch a title so bad. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, I want to hear it. Holmes, sweet Holmes. <laughs> you, you know what? There we go. I'll, I'll use that. Coming to Hallmark, Holmes, sweet Holmes, and if not Hallmark, ABC Family. Move over, pretty little liars. This shit's the ugly, beautiful shit. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> pretty Little Liars, definitely not a pretty little writing team. Move over. We so got I'll, the biggest I'll, funding this I'll, year. I'll pair up with this. I'll our, co-produce this. All right. Cries um, $330 million already. Do uh, do the other writers have a singular question for each other? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I have a casting question. Go ahead. Who's uh, What a Hallmark uh, TV actor is going to play... H.H. Holmes. I think we're going to kind of outsource with that. Uh, we'll try to bring in somebody like William H. Macy. Oh, you can get you can get uh, Macy. Yeah, we, we got this, we this got is, our ties. This is a little expensive. Macy. It might be a little expensive, but let me tell you, Macy, best guy for the role. I mean, oh. he played a great drunk. Okay. He played a really shocked father of two when he was in fucking Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and he was Dirk Diggler. The man's got range. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that was Mark Wahlberg. That was Dirk Diggler. Oh uh, no, that is true. I forgot uh, my movie night's wrong. Say, so, we make Macy wasn't that one, but he was like the one that kills himself at the end. Yes, shoots his wife and it, her lover, and then kills himself at the end. Yeah, it's pretty fucking brutal. But hey, uh, he made it to 1980. Now you know what? <laughs> it was New Year's. You know what? Kind of seeing uh, seeing William H Macy as H H Holmes kind of sounds cool. I could see that. I could hear him pulling off the voice. That's why. It's gotta be a transatlantic accent. Got right. Any questions for anyone here? Uh, more of just improvement thoughts, but no. <laughs> no questions. No, I can approve by all these. <laughs> <laughs> of course you can. Of course you can. Cap, any questions? Uh, I don't. All right. Well, Quinn, nothing. Balls in your court, man. Hmm. Damn. Well, as I said earlier, I am Kevin Smith, so I am immediately drawn toward uh, your cloak's rip off of my property. <laughs> Kevin Smith would watch the shit out of that. Though. I know he would. <laughs> <laughs> but the H. H. Holmes fi- finding finding in his heart that he just truly needed a family. <laughs> oh fuck! It's like uh, it's like that movie with Michael Keaton where he was the snowman, mm. Jack Frost. <laughs> it's exactly like that, but. Uh, uh, like a nest. I like his wholesome. And, 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 and Chris, I, I, again, I'm really liking yours, but I'm just, I'm failing. It's not grabbing me. Yeah, I'm underselling it. You, you, is there like a little something else maybe you could pitch at it? Because I can tell you were still kind of thinking it through some. Is there, is there something else you wanted to throw on top? No, I'll leave that be. I'll you'll you'll leave throw, that I'll be? I'll throw the mulligan. Okay, okay all right. Mm. Mainly because... Again, I, we, I told him to prepare. He fucking came in fire, and I have to give it the cap on this one. You painted the picture. Mm. You you gave mm. the whole trailer breakdown. I mean, I, I, I have to give credit. Credit's due on that one, man. Killer job on it, bro. He's making Michael Bay films. <laughs> That's too. what I'm saying. I was like, I told him. I, I, I told him I was like, come prepare, and he's just like, all right, bitches, let's do this shit. It's like Michael <laughs> Bay. It's uh, a Hellraiser, but it's just like. <laughs> 
And he'll be like, totally, bro. All right, it's your turn. You're the producer. Oh, I'm right. producer Cap's now. the new producer. All, All right, right then. You're the so decider. I am the decider. He is the decider. All right, well, let me know which one of y'all wants to go first. Hmm. I'll give y'all. I'll go. All right. Oh, you got one already? Yeah. Cool. Go ahead. Now I want to play Business Wars. Yeah, I know, right? Does this have... Now, before you before you continue, does this have nudity? Uh, yeah. Well, it's a rom-com. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> A rom-com on HBO. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Okay. Coming this summer, Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> and Mike Myers. But not that Mike Myers. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. He's back. He's stronger than ever. And he's got looks that can kill. Look at oh, that expression shit. on his face. Look at that. Perfect for any occasion. He's a lady killer. <laughs> he's moving him, and him and his fiance are moving back from moving from the country to the city <laughs> big city turned me loose and set me free this coming this summer to HBO Max <laughs> I present to you Halloween City oh my god yes oh yes alright <laughs> Cool. Oh man! So like uh, Jennifer Aniston, I imagine is going to carry the the dialogue. Yes, and, and uh, he's just going to stand there. <laughs> but it's going to be perfectly timed. We're going to have the scene set up. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is going to be in it. She's going to be like the batshit mother-in-law that keeps trying to hide from him whenever they come. Whenever they come to visit, like yeah. he doesn't directly try to kill her in front of Jennifer Aniston. But, like, any time that Jennifer Aniston disappears, he's trying to fucking massacre her. <laughs> and Jamie Lee Curtis just kind of knows what's up. Yep. Or has suspicions. Hops over the counter, has weapons behind the fucking counter, and then they gotta act like everything's oh. fine. Like that scene in Kill Bill. Well, I was gonna say, like, true lies, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes, yes. <laughs> Although she'd, like, give a gun till the very end. Mm. All right, I think I, I got one here. All right, go ahead. All right. <clears throat> Opening of the trailer. It's pitch black slowly forms into like this long dark hallway and you hear like you know rustling around and screams and all that and then you see this girl dart out of the room now she's running down said hallway the camera's following her it's kind of, it's kind of like a you're directly in front of her POV shot she's ah, 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 running 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 all of a sudden she just stops in place and you see a knife come straight out of her chest and it, back out through and as she plops to the ground and it's Jason Voorhees he is back but he looks down looks at the body and just just walks away <laughs> then you hear the drum intro Jason Voorhees he's been at it since the 70s and now all the kills are just the same I don't feel joy. I don't feel the love oh, in this man. anymore. Until one day, one unexpected person changed his perspective Dream. on everything. Dream Reaver. That's what I'm picturing. He fell in love, but still had to murder her. <laughs> but on his knife was the brightest technicolor red he had ever seen reigniting the passion back within him finding out that killing true love is what brought him true love now coming to theaters the ultimate collaboration the um valentine's day massacre meets 
Jason Voorhees. <laughs> <laughs> I know it kind of socked off there at the end there, but I was really trying to think about him fine. I was going to say because the truest red sounded like you had like the conclusion in the trailer. Yeah, well, you never know. <laughs> so something else may happen I like, at the end. I like that though. The a jaded Jason. <laughs> oh God! So what, what's more to there than life than just killing people? Fuck you, asshole! You went to summer camp. Most of us weren't even that fucking lucky. <laughs> It's always the rich kids. It's always somebody, but it's like he kills people that just fucking rag on him, like every chance they get. (laughs) Then he gets mad, and it feels good for a split second, then he's like, I I feel nothing from this, damn it! I told myself I was gonna stop. Yeah, my pitch ran like a Saturday Night Live skit, really Mm -hmm. funny in the beginning, fucking crashed and burned in the end. I just picture, (laughs) no problem, I just picture uh, Lancelot in uh, Monty Python, where it's just like, oh, I'm sorry, I guess you get carried away, sorry, he's just like murdering people in the castle. (laughs) Just goes to town, exactly. You killed my auntie. Oh, I'm sorry, I was just on a mission. (laughs) I, I, you know, I get lost when I start going. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What you got, Chris? I have a drama. Oh, boy. I have a drama. It's about forgiveness, loss, and coming back together with your long-lost daughter. I have the long-lost father of Carrie White oh, no. showing back up in oh, the picture trying to no. make things work with Miss Julianne Moore, and it's not. She finds out, oh, God, she's gone. That crazy bitch I used to fuck is gone. Oh, what's this? I have a daughter. Hi, Dad. How's it going? I killed a lot of people. <laughs> oh, no. Stevie King will be playing the dad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Actually, yes. So my first she helps. She's uh, helping the dad get over his heavy drinking because the only, the only other person he is I would a heavy drinking asshole. Did, would you be open to... I have one question right off the bat. Would yeah. you be open to change uh, Stephen King for William Sadler? Actually, I think I might change it to James Gandolfini. <laughs> Just James dead. Gandolfini. So, so, we, so, we, oh so we can bring James Gandolfini, uh, Gandolfini from back from the dead. Straight from the dead. Pretend this is 1998. True Romance just came out. Sopranos' is pilot is kind of eh. Oh, that era. <laughs> All right. I was thinking, uh, it's kind of like the story of Jake the Snake Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> just a drunk trying to get together with his daughter and be like, yeah. hey, everything's okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, but I'm, I'm dying. But it's Carrie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Your daughter's telekinetic. She's physically... Stop moving the goddamn bottle out of my hand. <laughs> she uses her mental powers to physically lift her dad out of the bar and back into the th- back of the truck so she can get him back home. God damn it, my daughter's here. Well, where the hell are you going, Bruce? I'm, I'm going outside. Going outside. <laughs> I just want to drink to forget. You have to face your fears, Dad. You have to face your fears. Oh, like you did that dog? That dog deserved it. That dog fucking it is just a pan back of the dog just being eviscerated. <laughs> Her mind powers. Skoosh. <laughs> like some Dr. Manhattan shit yeah. from Watchmen. For real. <laughs> so you you know what? You're a murdering psychopath, but I love you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I love it. Okay, so uh, Carrie uh, uh, <laughs> reuniting with her father. We've got uh, Jada Jason Voorhees and... Uh, the rom com with, Mike the Myers. Rom-com, uh, <laughs> Michael Myers one. Mm, that's gonna be a tough one. That's gonna be a tough one. I might have to go with. Uh, I'll probably go with the Carrie story. Awesome. Ah, one for Chris. Excellent. 
all, ah, all of these are very solid. I like uh, what we're all pulling out of our asses right I know. now. <laughs> I'm, doing, we're, I'm doing my best. I've got nothing. You guys dude, have got, you've got good some, material dude, to work I, with. I love your like, your wholesome serial killer stories. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But it's your turn to judge. Oh, and I think I might have one. I've been, I've been kind of doing the thing of after I pitch one and pull another card, I'm just kind of looking and just kind of pre-prepping. Whoever put me up must have died. That's cool. That's <laughs> awesome. Man. I didn't expect me to get promoted. They must be desperate. <laughs> Speaking of desperate, I think that is this 20, a fucking insult? Like, I'll take, <laughs> I'll take that twenty-five dollars an hour. Thank you. <laughs> so after being run out of town. Actually, in fact, run run out of every single town he's been in. Frankenstein is just down on his luck. Me have mortgage (laughs) (laughs) for house me can't live in. (laughs) God damn, those vampires got you too, huh? (laughs) That's the werewolf next door. Now, Frank, Frank, man, I told you, man, subprime lending is a crime. <laughs> I don't know what me do. I need job for Brenda Frankenstein. You got the brains of ten men. None of those motherfuckers smart enough to know anything about a goddamn mortgage. No. Come <laughs> fuck this, man. It's, it's, it's going to be a late night. I'm going to be out. I got to go. For Christ's sake. Bye, <laughs> Bye Frank. Be safe. The Invisible Man started his own clothing line, and even he's a fucking idiot. (laughs) And he's making money. All his clothes are secretly with his dick out. (laughs) It's just Seinfeld, but Frankenstein has a neighbor in Georgia or Statesville, North Carolina. (laughs) That is until one meatpacking plant was willing to take old Frank in. I see you're kind of a little worse for wear there a little bit, bud. How, how many meatpacking plants you been in? It's, not many. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. That's gonna be the comedy of it all. Like he's just very deadpan. Like the, the, the entire time, he does not get comedy. He does not get um, jokes. He does not get uh, double sayings. You know any of that stuff. He takes everything very literal. But the problem is, is the meatpacking plant is completely devoid of all safety equipment. So we also have to deal with Frankenstein losing a finger or two and having to make sure and get it off the plant before. It goes into unexpecting um, uh, customers' mouths. I see him getting hooked at one point and just being transferred. All oh, the way absolutely, up. absolutely. What, what was what was that sitcom? Whoa, from, no. <laughs> ah, me down. What, what was that sitcom from back in the day with the two women that worked in the brewery? Oh, uh, fuck. What is it? Uh, well, I'm talking about in the vein of in you know what I'm talking about. Slamazo, whatever the yeah, fuck that was. Where they open the door, hit the doors together, throw their hands up and shit. I see yeah. the type of situation where it's like him hooked on that to the theme music for that when the <laughs> bottle's going by on the globe. There's just oh, an Laverne inspector. And Laverne and Shirley. Thank you. Name a theme song. Not yeah, the as soon as I heard the theme song, I was like, oh, Laverne We're and Shirley. We're going to get the Laverne and Shirley theme to play <laughs> on right. he's getting hooked. So yeah. That, yeah. that sounds like it has potential. Yeah, so Frankenstein at a meatpacking plant completely devoid of safety equipment. Now, I could just see like. And it would be called Packing Franks. Now, does anybody have any <laughs> questions at all about it? Because I, I, I have one question. Go ahead. You're the producer. You can ask as Yeah, you can like. ask as oh, many. Cool. They, uh, we only get to ask questions of each other uh, right before you decide. Okay. My, my only thing is, um, who are you casting for Frankenstein? <laughs> 
that's the one thing I did not think about. Who am I casting as Frankenstein? To be completely honest, oh, uh, know, and this, and this is no, 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 you don't. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, thanks, Matt, thanks, Professor X. <laughs> uh, not, this is not your movie, Chris. Uh, I'll put you in a fucking wheelchair. <laughs> God damn it! I'll put all three of you in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, it's monopoly Al- all over. <laughs> Alex, I have a question. Is it not Frankenstein's monster? Man? Shut the fuck up, you bitch. <laughs> Can't you go wait in the hallway? No, I, I, will, I will say, I will say, and, and I will pull from a little bit of real life here. Coming from a true Frankenstein fanboy that has all yeah, the Frankenstein, I love shit, Darren Eckhart. I must say, <laughs> that was good, that was good. I must say, we've got to pull an unknown. We have to pull an unknown. We have to pull someone that's face is not recognizable. Someone that's going to have a similar bone structure to Boris Karloff. That way we can put the proper prosthetics on him to make him look the part. His acting chops aren't really going to be necessary. Why are we going to be worrying about these big names to play a Frankenstein if all we really need is a little bit of body humor and some... So so wait, who are you going to cast? Doyle? He's, he, no, that was still that. I mean, as funny as that would be, as funny as that would be. Oh, I, I you, love I, that. Like I started thinking about it. As funny as that would hey, be. Hey, hey, buddy. Less is more. Okay. Just don't start <laughs> fucking going on a tangent again. Otherwise, I'm gonna have to slap the shit out of you. Do you understand me? <laughs> hey, hey, I can, I can get you Doyle. <laughs> well, see, yeah, and, and as funny as that would be, that would break the immersion. People would immediately know. Oh, that's Doyle of the Misfits. Oh, that's Doyle of his so own somebody band. lesser known. And you, We've got to get an unknown. Why are we going to get you know someone super popular just to play someone like that? Let's get something that is truly immersive. Yeah. Get someone we don't know. Get someone that has the right facial bone structure to be able to put on the prosthetics, really look the part. And I feel that aesthetically is where we're truly going to win on this movie. Agreed. That's I, can see, I can just see every episode ending. Frank, uh, can you can you come in here, man? Uh, I need you to watch this OSHA tape again, so keep you hired. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then it shows like the fire scenes. He's like, <laughs> Frank, chill, chill, chill. It's either you scream fire at this, man. you scream at this, fire, or the unemployment line, Frank. Fire, <laughs> fire <laughs> no, no, it's just like Daryl smoking a cigarette in front of him. <laughs> fire man. I got one. All right. So you know how in the beginning of uh, Casino and uh, was it uh, Casino and American Beauty, where uh, the main uh, the protagonist uh, gets killed off? Yeah. So uh, you see Chucky. Okay. Walk into his car, and then all of a sudden you see the car explode, and then Chucky goes, "Here's everything that let that happen two days ago." <laughs> And then it's the story of, and, and it's the story of Chucky getting into shenanigans to where we are at this point, to where he uh, survives a car bomb that we don't find out until the very end because who's kidding who? It's Chucky. <laughs> all right, all right. And uh, you know, there's going to be uh, we've got a t- team of writers that are going to come up with different scenarios, almost like something different for Act One, Act Two, Act Three, that kind of thing. Who's your Sharon Stone? Uh, no, no questions. That's from- my one question. We get Sharon Stone back, baby. <laughs> oh my god! That's the coked out girl hanging out with a muppet. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ! Hey man, oh no! Hey man, she'll put some butts in seats. We can get HBO. <laughs> All right, Chris, you got one. If we can get HBO. I'll have to go with it, but it this is a uh, this will be a long stretch reimagining. Uh, 
as someone who just wants to tear apart the franchise like some of these other motherfuckers have done, uh, instead of a group of Texas teens driving through Midland, Texas, trying to get to that Skinner concert, <laughs> uh, it's set in 2022 with these pasty fucking kids who don't do shit. Uh, Why did concerts? you look at me? You. Twig boy fucker. I right to you. I was looking at you. <laughs> Instead, he has the handle of Leatherface. <laughs> he is known as the greatest cyber bully around. <laughs> he literally photoshops your face on someone else's uglier face. Who the, the hell fiend? is this? The Fiend. <laughs> the Fiend. Oh my god. Uh, and it's called Unfriended. <laughs> if we could steal the rights back, I'd appreciate yeah, Leatherface that. 8, like and subscribe. <laughs> well... Out of all of these, but him being the greatest fucking uh, cyber bully of all, that that's probably the most ingenious one. So I do have one question for the other writer. So my question is for Cap. You mentioned that you're going to get her back, uh, the, the actress who was yeah, a, Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone, and you also said you have a team of writers. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> How much money are you throwing at this project? Oh, hey man, when you got a foolproof uh, scheme like this money's no object okay well i do want to throw for the record all i really need is a shoddy meat plant and like maybe 20 people and including an unknown so you're not the the, the overhead on this is very small well, we, we get together a team of really good special effects artists that are indie yeah, that are really yeah, appreciative but, to have a brand new project we pay those people yeah, yeah, well can we can we steal can we like cut them out of the pay cut just tell them they got an unpaid internship i'm trying not to spend too much on this see I mean, that would the, literally cost less than two thousand dollars because all we need is a fucking laptop see the chuck <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like his idea better. He knows what to do. Look, right. We don't need an actor. We just need some guy who's an asshole. No. That's, a, that's the thing, though. You know how I started at the very beginning where uh, uh, the car blows up? It's going to start off backwards. We're getting Tarantino to write this shit. Tarantino was expensive, man. That's where the budget's going. Sharon Stone. What? The producer that's deciding this has the right on budget, and clearly he's money conscious. I uh, when he said when he said when he's he got asked, a look about him. The only thing. Hey, the only thing Cap had to say to your question was uh, the team of writers. It's a bunch of chimpanzees at San Diego Zoo. You get enough of them together, they're like fucking Shakespeare. <laughs> you know what? You're right. We'll get rid of Tarantino and get the Family Guy writer. <laughs> I, I'm in fact so cheap that I squeeze the quarter until the the eagle screams. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm looking at your budget, man. A bunch of unknowns. Get a bunch of VFX team. Yeah, yeah we'll hire a bunch of 16 year olds. Yeah, unpaid internships. Sure, cool. They're they're passionate. <laughs> no, see that that puts me in Harvey Weinstein territory, and I hey, really hey, don't want money, people to money, say money, <sighs> money. <laughs> but his is only a lot cheaper. We're gonna see. Peel back the curtain again. This is how all movie studios well, start. One guy in the back going, "Oh, I don't know. I hired a bunch of sixteen-year-old kids to do this." And money, one, bitch. And, and then someone sitting over in the corner. Money, 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 money. <laughs> you want money? You want HBO, right? <laughs> Money. I like how I like how like HBO is the thing because nobody goes to movie theaters anymore. I know. <laughs> well, I guess my decision has been made. I suppose I'm gonna have to go with Leatherface and a two thousand dollar computer because you really don't need much. And there's plenty of assholes. You, you still, have to, some you still have to film outside the computer scenes. No, we're all it's, it's filmed exactly like Unfriended. Yep, all on a computer screen. Little to nothing. Do you know how many HBO subscriptions we're gonna get with a Tarantino script if you put his name on it? 
Yeah, but I don't want to deal with the foot fetish thing too. Like, that <laughs> costs too much. You know, there's gonna be people without shoes on. The whole studio's gonna stink. It's gonna smell like cheese. Wait, wait, you mean sit here looking at Cat, being like, "Yours brings foot fetish." At looking at mine, being like, "Yours brings like 60-year-old makeup artists." Chris just needs a computer. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of risk and no reward in these you, other two. <laughs> you don't want to see Sharon Stone or Chucky's feet? No. See, that's just no. Cap, wait in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting over here in the corner going, we This is exactly like the. This is like, this is like, this is like, this is like a pitch meeting from uh, Get Him to the Greek with P. Diddy. Oh my god, bro. <laughs> Where he's like, I had this idea of this aging rock star getting in the back. He's like, uh huh. Uh-huh. And what was yours? What was your fucking pitch? <laughs> sexual chocolate. What the fuck is sexual chocolate? <laughs> I stand by the. I stand by those units. <laughs> He's the and best. Fellas, I kind of hate to do this to you. I do have to head out. Oh. <laughs> well, I will say we're at two and two, me and Cap. <laughs> good job, good job. That was a fun game, it though. It was fun. Hey, that yeah. was awesome. It was awesome. Sorry, fellas. I got to jump out of here. Got oh, you're stuff all good, do, man. You're all good. But hell yeah, that was an awesome game, I, Chris. I play that game again. Oh yeah, no, oh, yeah. We're, we're, we're gonna, we're definitely gonna play this again. That was fucking awesome. <laughs> well, do we want to dig in and listen to our Spotify playlist and figure out what we've been listening to? Yeah, sure. Same thing as yesterday. All right, so okay, let's, <laughs> let's see what the fuck else we've been listening to. What you listening to, son? I don't think you like it. Well, why not? I like this new generation of music. Where did you record this? I bought it at the mall. What that person on your tape has is a medical disorder. I've been listening to ACDC a lot this week too, Power Rage in particular. Oh really? I, it, did we mention that one last time? I talked about the cult and then uh, oh, okay. in the last episode, but uh, you know I've been listening to a lot of that ACDC style rock, whether it's the cult or like you know ACDC themselves or uh, this group called Starfighter too. That oh, Starfighter. Was, yeah, you can't find them on Spotify. But my friend Will uh, show me, uh, introduced me to them not too long ago, and uh, that kind of it's uh, Stevie Young who plays rhythm guitar in ACDC now. It was his old band, and uh, they opened up for ACDC on the Back in Black tour. And Starfighter's got a bunch of cool shit too. If you like ACDC and that yeah. kind of style of, you know, for lack of a better term, meat and potatoes kind of rock. Yeah, I oh, like yeah. I liked Power Rage. I, I had that. That was one of like the later ones I bought in life. I remember the first two. Same I had, here. The first two I had. Uh, my dad had Back in Black, but I ended up buying uh, Dirty Deeds. And uh, someone gave me. A guy in high school gave me uh, uh, Live at Donington Part 1 and 2. I had that on DVD. Yeah, I had it on. And I had the CD, too. Yeah, mine was the CD. Okay. Uh, it probably was a DVD. I didn't put it in a DVD player. But, uh, yeah, that, those two, they had that, that, that's one of the few live albums I actually like. That and, It's uh, solid. Yeah. They got the one guy, Chris Slay, playing drums that has, like, the two bass drums mm-hmm. on either side of them because why not, I guess. <laughs> and the other live album they had was uh, um, Live in Barcelona. Yeah, that was badass. Hearing all those people who don't speak a lick of fucking English just belting <laughs> out the fucking lyrics as best they can. Remember that was a DVD too. Remember that one being really good. They had that, the Barcelona one, and uh, there was a Bon Scott bon, uh, box set mm-hmm. that had a lot of like old uh, '70s concerts from like uh, TV specials and things like that. Mm. Hell yeah. No, and honestly, like you said, we we we've been batching some of these episodes because we just had a late 
man what's just the way our schedules have been yeah. it's like we just batch the content when we have it so we could like continue to stay on the schedule so no honestly yeah it's, it's been a weird thing this week has just been a big bad religion week so i have a feeling even by the time we release this episode i'm still going to be just filtering through different albums but i will say as a different uh, to differentiate it all um I've always kind of known their history. I've watched like a couple little documentaries here and there, but they actually did release a book a couple years ago called Do What You Want. And I realized I still had some Audible credits. So I hopped on Audible and I downloaded the audiobook of it. Really fascinating story from those guys. Like it really made me appreciate the band a whole lot more. So that's my recommendation is if you actually do dig into bad religion and you like audiobooks definitely check it out it's not read by any of the members but the guy reading it does a good job at like telling a difference between who's saying what because it's kind of told like a memoir but it's also told from another perspective so it's written by an outside perspective but it's interspersed with brand new quotes from different members at different times commenting on certain things that's cool yeah so there's an overall narrator but all the different members jump in to like give their own personal sides of like each scenario that goes down whether it be certain band dramas or the way they felt about signing to Atlantic why they signed to a major label so it answers the question you were asking you know a couple weeks ago you know what seems so weird that as soon as Epitaph is about to be on the brink of you know stardom bad religion breaks off from it they explain how and why all that happened it's it's a really fascinating read don't they have that on uh, is it through just like the audiobook you know um, um, subscription or is it on Spotify now because I'm seeing like audiobooks getting put on line for free now yeah, really so, so yeah. audio, uh, Spotify has actually expanded to actually video content yeah I knew about that I didn't know about audiobooks um, though but yeah they uh, they have some select audiobooks a lot of your you know uh, free novels that you can get kind of there's no one that really owns the property rights kind of so like some of the movies you can watch online for free i've been watching yeah i think the uh they have a hobbit and lord of the rings mm-hmm. audiobooks on spotify right now yeah and uh i think they have the original uh, telling of frankenstein by mary shelley on there they got some other not a good content okay you can't stream them you can buy them that's oh, what it is okay uh it says you can't buy audiobooks within the app but titles you've purchased on spotify.com can be listened here yeah. Want to learn more about audiobooks hmm. on Spotify? We'll send you an email. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you can find it on Spotify. I just went ahead and got through Audible because I still had a credit. Right. But no, it's 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 really enjoyable. It, it kind of like I said, it made me enjoy the band a little bit more. Okay. To be completely honest. So yeah, that's my recommendation. But yeah, so thank you guys for tuning on in, sticking with us. We've been having fun doing all these Halloween episodes. And hell, I think with just the amount Chris has been recording with different folks, we're going to have a little bit of overspill. So yeah. Halloween's not over till we say it's over, yeah. goddammit. Yeah, we're making <laughs> Halloween content till fucking Thanksgiving. That's for right, real. bitches. <laughs> It's like, it's like Christmas for adults. I love it. <laughs> and thanks again for Quinn for coming in to do all this, even though he had to bounce a little early. I know he'll hear this point. So, again, thank you, buddy. Uh, definitely check out Collective Insanity that Quinn and Mike here are a part of on Spotify, all that good shit. Chris, as always, thank you for creating a fun game for us. That was awesome. Yeah, I enjoyed that. <laughs> but well, I Yes, and you won, of course. Well, no, it was a tie. <laughs> I don't know. Let's, let's go back and talk about the fucking titles that he made compared to the titles I made. Not, <laughs> I wrote all of them down. <laughs> and, Cap, do you have a fucking outro for us? Freddy Krueger, Attorney of Law, this summer, or no, this Halloween. There you go. I was going to say, why are all these summer movies? Because <laughs> they're shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
you for listening. Please insert another coin by supporting the show for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash somethinggoodnetwork.